Hi, this is Eli Nelson, and this is the My City Church Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. It is our prayer that this message will awaken you to come alive in the things of Christ. Enjoy the message. I didn't know really what God was doing in this last few weeks of the church. Three weeks ago, I preached on the, the words for the year, and it was built to last. How many of y'all remember that message, built to last? You know, I got, I had those baggage, and I kind of brought them on stage, built to last. And, and what I, I didn't really realize, I was talking about Moses. He sat on the stone, and, and then the Holy Spirit just kind of spoke. He said, hey, there was someone else that sat on the stone. It was an angel when the stone was rolled away, and, and, and that wasn't so that Jesus could get out. It, it wasn't. The angel didn't roll it away because Jesus, Jesus could walk through walls. Like, it wasn't, he did that with Thomas. He said, the stone was rolled away so that we could get in and to see that if he overcame the grave, then so could we. That if he overcame death, hell, and the grave, then so could we. That if he lives in victory, then so can we. That we don't have to wait until one day when, when we, when we all flee from this earth or we pass away, that, that then we will be able to find freedom. He says, no, it's right here, right now. It's available to you. I conquered it. I have given it over to you. I overcame the grave, so you can too. So why do you stay stuck here? The difference between you finding freedom and living in bondage is if you're partnering with the idea that God has never set you free. To be able to know the truth and the truth will set you free, you have to apply the truth. You have to do the truth, not just be hearers, but doers as well. Applying what you have heard, that's what it means to actually find freedom. Well, how many know that you actually apply what you believe to be true? Because, well, if you really believe something, you'll actually start to do something. You can look at your behavior and know that is indicative of your belief. You can know that if you run to certain things, it's because you believe that will actually bring you peace or it will bring you Fulfillment, and that's okay as long as we know where we're at. To be able to look at your behavior, all it does is aligns with your belief. Now, we've been talking about Jesus speaks to this woman. He says, you will be set free from a spirit of infirmity. She was one of Abraham's descendants. And I've shared this verse over the past few weeks on John chapter 8, verse 33. It was Jesus was teaching the Jews who believed in him. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Verily, truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. It's about time that we actually call it what it is. Don't just call it, well, I have an issue. Well, I just have these thoughts. It's like, no, are you a child of God? Can I tell you, you do not have to think that way. You do not have to think, well, my mom was like that, so I'm going to be like that too, or or, you know, I was raised up in, with this kind of mindset, so I'm just going to be like that too. Or I've struggled with this for so long, so I guess it's just my thorn that I have to bear. I don't know about you, but a thorn that God gives you, God does not give you sin that you have to bear. That's not what Paul's referring to when he's talking about the thorn in his side. Many believe it was a different type of sickness. It was a different type of, of, of infirmity that he had that was physical. It wasn't a sin. But some people, we just call these sins. Like, yep, it's just my, you know, alcoholism is just my thorn that I have to bear. And he says, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family. But a son, say a son. But a child, say a child. A daughter, say a daughter. 
A daughter, a son, a child belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. That wasn't a maybe possibly. If he sets you free, you will be free. So let's go back to Luke chapter 13, verse 16. Jesus is talking to this woman, and he's talking to the, 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 the priest, and he says, Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, a daughter of Abraham, a daughter of the promise, a daughter of the inheritance, but Satan still kept her bound for 18 long years. Should she not be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? He's talking about the Sabbath day, yes, but he's also talking about today. He's talking about the Sabbath day, which was a day that you were supposed to rest. And Jesus was like, hold on, she's about to enter my rest. It was a day where you weren't supposed to do any work. But he says, I've done all the work so that you can rest. It was a day for her to be set free. A day that many were not expecting, nor did they have faith. But she encountered one that could actually transform her life. Just going through the motions. I'm coming to church on a Sunday. I want you to raise your expectation today that this could be the day that everything changes. I need you to know today that in a moment, God can change everything. He can heal your heart. He can set you free. He can bring deliverance. He can bring healing. He can bring forgiveness. I don't know how I could ever forgive that person. You know what? You probably can't. But by the grace of God, you can you don't know what happened to me, Pastor Eli. Yeah, I don't. God does because he sees you and he knows what you're carrying. I have some chains here today. I'm a guy, I, I worked construction. I've got a bolt cutters. I have some chains because many times in our life, Jesus says, should this woman not be set free from these chains that have bound her? And I don't know about you, but I've had some chains in my life. I've had chains that I have felt that have that have bound me, and chains aren't always something that you carry, but there's some things that are wrapped around you. And I don't know if I actually want to do that. I might have to just take this off here. Just put that right there. There are things that, even as you go through life, you can carry them. It said that these, she was bound for how long? How long? Give me feedback. How long was she bound for? 18 years. A long time. A long time. <laughs> it was a long time. 18 years. I'm not trying to do anything fancy, but 18 years in the Greek is deca kai octo. Throw that up there. Deca kai octo. Say deca. Deca, I mean, you kind of know that that's, stands for 10. Right? Octo, what would that stand for? Eight, right? So deca kai octo. And this idea of 10... And eight, it, Kai is this word, it's and also. And also, eight. It's, she was a long time. She was ten and also eight. And, and I, I want you just to think of those ideas that we've been talking about the orphan spirit the last four weeks. And, and there's some things in our lives where maybe we have carried, maybe it'd be like some depression. And you can look back and you say, yeah. And also, my dad had depression. Maybe it's body image and, yeah, and also, my mom had 
body image. And maybe it's like I have suicidal thoughts pretty regularly. And also, like, my, my, I lost some family members to these, these thoughts. And my, my mom was an alcoholic, and, and also I'm an alcoholic. And, and I can't help but think that maybe some of us have those and also's in our life. And they may be changed, but when we're talking about generational and also chains, these, these chains, that they, they're looking a little bit heavier. Oh, man, I don't know if I can do this. They're looking a little bit heavier. They're looking a little bit older. Right? This chain's thicker. Why? Maybe it's because it's been on there longer. This is my personal chain. Maybe this is like a, something my family hasn't struggled with but I struggled with. Right? And, you know, maybe, maybe this one here is, this one's like all rusty. This is like my grandpa's chain. You know, like, yeah, my, my grandpa, my, my great-grandpa killed himself. He was a World War I veteran, a medic in World War I, and he ended his own life. We don't know if it was because of PTSD or something, but there's some things that try to latch on to you, not because of you, but they've had access in generations before you. So however long these chains, the longer they stay on, the, the thicker they can become. And they can be harder to, to be set free from, to break free from. And I'm going to invite, um, i got to invite a dude up here. I'm going to invite Jackson up here. I used Jackson last week for, for something on our team night, our leader night. And I'm going to invite him up here again. Come on, get your hands up for Jackson today. I'm going to take these off because they're getting, I don't know if I can. Do not try this at home. And don't try it with a big, heavy mic. All right, so Jackson, I have my chains, and you have yours. You can hold on to that. Some of our chains start quite small. Be careful what you let into your life. It's not that big of a deal. Everyone ever seen Veggie Tales? The rumor weed. <laughs> they'll, start to, they'll start to grow and. So these chains, we think it's not that big of a deal, and we just kind of carry it in our pocket, not knowing that the devil has come to seek, kill, and devour your life, right? So those things, well, it's not that big of a deal. I just watch it on the weekends, right? It's not that big of a deal. I just smoke it once a month. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I just drink when I'm depressed. It's not that big of a deal. Be careful what it can turn into, right? So this is what these chains are like. Jackson, I want you to come over here. And I actually want you to hold one end of that chain, and I'm going to take the other end. So you're going to hold that, and we'll actually step up here, right? Okay, so picture I'm the devil, right? Okay. Now, Jackson's been holding on to some things that maybe this is him generation. Now, if it was further generations, it would be a thicker chain, right? But Jackson can't go far, and some of you are like, well, that's because he's holding on to the chain. All Jackson needs to do is let go. Let go, Jackson. That's simple. Thanks, Pastor Eli. Have a great week, guys. Let go of your chains. We'll see you later. <laughs> if it was that simple. But the chains that the devil puts on you aren't like that. No, they're not like that. Give me your hand. All right? The chains that the devil puts on you, they're more like this. Now, I don't want to break your wrist. Okay? So if I pull too hard, you let me know. All right, Jackson, let go of that chain. Ah, oh, can't let go. Because I thought I let go of it, but it's holding on to me. All right, now, to keep your wrist from breaking, walk with me. 
the devil will start taking you places that you don't want to go. The longer you hold on to it, it'll wrap itself around you. Not only that, the devil actually doesn't need to hold on to you very long. Because right? what he'll do is, if he gets you caught up into it enough, he actually doesn't even need to hold on to it anymore. Why? What's James 1.14 says, that no man can say that the Lord is tempting him, but every person is tempted when they're led away by their own evil desires. So all I need to kind of do is activate those evil desires. He's got his hips moving. I can't do that in church. All I need to do is just kind of activate those. Keep them kind of tied up here. Now, I don't even need to tempt him anymore. He can't get away even if he tried. You could pull on that. Well, you ain't going to be able to get away. That's what it's like when it comes to these chains. Right? Is that no matter how hard we try. And I've been to the point, Jackson, you're going to hang out with me. I just want you to kind of sit down right here. Does he need a notepad? Was he taking notes? You want to take notes up here? Why? He's got it on his phone right like, all right. Okay. All right. So 18 long years. Because these things that, this may be Jackson's chain, but I could use a thicker chain if I wanted to to represent maybe there was something longer that he's been facing. You know, in medical field nowadays, when you go into the doctor, they don't just ask like, so have you had diabetes? What do they ask? <laughs> have your grandparents had diabetes? Has your dad have heart disease? Does, did your grandma ever have cancer? Because in the medical field, they understand diseases that are caused by genes. And I need you to know today that in the spiritual realm, there are things that have tried to latch onto you that were latched onto your parents and were latched onto your grandparents and were latched onto your great grandparents. And they're trying to latch on not just to you, but the generations to follow you. So you got a choice. Are you going to be the one? 18 long years. That's a generation. Now you may have these thicker chains that are, I'm here to tell you today, that even those th thicker chains can be broken. Now this is what pastors do. That, uh, not pastors. I mean pastors, they have their best intentions and technically I'm one too. So um, they'll just kind of describe like, hey, you just need to get the right type of, you know, th this is how easy they need to break. You just need to, if they're wrapped around here, and some of you can already know where I'm going. Like this is just a black you know, they're like, you just need to pull hard enough. You'll break free that chain in Jesus' name. How many of y'all have tried to break free of your chains? You just need to go to AA long enough, or you just need to stop drinking. You just need to, you just need to get some covenant eyes on your phone. Like, you just need to throw away the phone and get yourself a flip phone. Wherever you go, there you are. Wherever you go. Like, so no matter, it's not that easy. You still have these. It gives the appearance that you broke free, but you're still bound. So if we're looking at these things that maybe they're generational, like I know that last week we talked about how God is a generational God, right? And I closed on a passage in Exodus chapter 13, how, or Exodus chapter 3. How many of you remember that? God's saying I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Do you all remember that? Like raise your hand. Like I feel like I'm not, I thought I preached. I thought it was a good message, right? And then I came across something like so. Earlier in Exodus chapter 3, God says, I, I, I've seen the affliction my people have caused, and I've heard their cry. 
So God, God, you need to know that these chains that you feel are keeping you bound, God sees them. God hears your cry. He never turned a deaf ear. He cares more than you do. He wants it broken off more than you do. God sees it, and God hears it. Don't you believe that lie that he doesn't? He says, I've seen it, and I've heard it. And he grabs Moses, he says, Moses, go to my people, set my people free. And then he talks to him. What do I tell him? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. That's who God is. Right? That's how he's referred to himself. But then verse 15, God also said to Moses, I have a drug addiction, and also my kids did. I suffered from depression, and also my dad did. I suffered from suicide, and also my grand. God's saying, hey, this is who I am, the perfect side of me, and also, because you need to know today that God can cover all your deficiencies. You need to know today that he is who he is. He's perfect. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's, he, he, he is the God of all gods, king of all kings, yes. And he is not too far away to relate to the feelings of your infirmity. He says, guy, I am God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Which last week we talked about, why didn't he say Israel? The God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. The God of the promise. What does that song say? I'm calling on the God of Jacob. You know, am I the only one? Like, right? What does it say? Who's, whose love endures for generations. I know that you will keep your covenant. Interesting. Covenant. Covenants are kind of a, we don't really use that word anymore, unless you're playing Halo, right? <laughs> you don't really use that word. Covenant, what is that? That's a promise. A promise is an agreement. A promise is, I know God is faithful, and he has, if he has made a covenant with you, being a child of God, he has made a covenant with who you are going to be, and he will not rest. He neither sleeps nor slumbers until that comes to pass. So you may be wrestling. Jackson, get up and start pulling at that chain just a little bit. Don't pull too hard because I don't know if it's going to pull the speaker over. Right? Like, but just give me an illustration here of what that looks like. Right? Okay, now, you, you may have heard this illustration before. Like, Jackson's a pretty big dude. Like, he, he'd be able to... He'd be able to Bro, you're, hey, you got it, come on, like, you're a strong dude. Like, no kidding, like, if, he, he could, he, he might be able to pull that thing over if he pulled hard enough. But you know, an elephant's a big animal. You know how they keep these elephants bound? When they're a little baby, they put a stake in the ground. And when they're small, they can't break free. And they keep that chain around their leg, actually. And when they get big enough, they actually would be able to get free. But because of their mindset, say mindset, because of their thoughts, say thoughts, say it again, say thoughts, they don't think they can be set free, therefore they never will be. That elephant would be more than strong enough to pull that stake out of the ground, but because it was brought up thinking 
I will always be this way. I can never change. It never will. I'm not talking about manifesting your freedom. I'm talking about partnering with what God has purchased for you on the cross. He says you will be free indeed. That's a promise. That's covenant. When did you stop believing in that covenant? When did you become complacent in that freedom? When did you become complacent in that deliverance? This is just who I am. God says I am a generational God. It's time that you get a new name, that you get a new bloodline. It's time that I revoke those curses that are placed over you from generation to generation. It's time that you receive the blessing. Stop living in the cursing. Stop living in who you were. Stop living in who your parents were and who your grandparents were. I'm not saying even the parents are even to blame. As a parent in here, please believe I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the spirits that are trying to rule over you and the generations to follow. So as parents, like we have a responsibility to break those. She was eight. 18 years she suffered, it was about time that she took responsibility for her own chains. I need my dad, like, I need my mom. Stop blaming your parents. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to change it? Well, my kids are already parents. Like, doesn't matter. You can take responsibility for those spiritual forces over your family and say, not today, devil. You can stand in the gap on behalf of your family and you say, not today, devil. My kid's suffering from depression. I know I used to, but I'm going to take right now in Jesus' name, I'm going to take hold of that. I'm going to bind that in Jesus' name and say, not today, devil. You have no authority over my family, over my kids to follow. I'm going to stand in the gap, and I'm going to say no more. All right, so there was a man in the Bible that was bound by chains. Some of you might be familiar with the story. He was in the region of Gerasarene, or however you pronounce it. It's like Gennesaret and Gerasarene. But he was a man who Jesus went across the sea to set free. And he spoke to the demon within the man. He says, what is your name? And the, he says, I'm legend. <laughs> he said, I'm legion. But we are many. The Bible talks about this man. It says that he was bound with chains. And it said that these, these chains, no matter how hard they were, he could break them free. Some people are like, man, that, that dude had to be pretty strong like, to be able to break those chains. Pastor Eli, can't I just break these chains? Well, the chain that was bounding him wasn't physical. It was spiritual. Because you could give the appearance, but only you know if you're still bound. Because some of the people that suffer from depression the most are the most happy-go-lucky. I know in my life, when I suffered, from depression that was leading to suicide when I was 17 years old, I was this close to ending my life. But I know there is a God that he came through a storm, got onto land, and in a moment set a man free. And I know in my life, in a moment he set me free. See, some of us look at it like this, like, be like, God's going to, okay, so Jackson, kind of pull that a little bit, right? So, so God's got a bolt cutters, right? there maybe so they're like we're praying like god come and like set me free let's pull it a little bit more give me some more all right right there like so we're thinking god's gonna come up and he's gonna be like all right are you ready are you ready to be set free like you want to be you want to be like you want it bad enough it doesn't look like you want it bad enough all right like okay like because i'm gonna oh god is always there to be like okay because i'm gonna God works. You think of a bolt cutter, what do you think? Like a 
right, sit down for a moment. Right there. Stay right there. Just sit down. All right. You're doing a great job, Jackson. But you need to know the God that you serve. Oh, man, you need to know the God that you serve. He was in a boat sleeping when a storm was going around. The storm couldn't wake him up. Lightning. <laughs> thunder. Waves. The disciples yelling, ah! And he was sound asleep. When did he wake up? When the disciple went to him and said, don't you care if we drown? So he heard his disciple when his disciple called out to him. And what did he do? <laughs> God never sleeps or something. He was sleeping. But he wasn't sleeping on them. And he was not sleeping on you. He says he sees you and he heard his people's cry. He saw and heard. No one else knows. Yeah, no one else knows. But he does. And he sees it. And he says, I need you to know that I may be known as El Shaddai, Jehovah Rapha, Lord who heals. Right? Lord is my banner, Jehovah needs like. But I'm also a chain breaker. So his disciple comes up to him and says, Hey, I need you. To get up, rebuke, he says, peace, be still over the storm. And then they get to the other side of the lane. The Bible says that this man who was possessed by a de demon called Legion ran up to him. He's had here, like he was possessed and he was still able to choose Jesus. I can't go to God because these things hold me back. He's like, this dude had legions of demons and he still ran to Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus sets him free, breaks it free, he says the pigs, pigs go into the water, they all drown. And then he wants to follow Jesus and says, hold on, don't come to me. I need you to go to your people and tell them all the things that God has done. Where did he go? The Bible says he went to Decapolis. It was ten cities. God was breaking a chain right there. He wasn't saying, there's going to be no more also here. It was Decapolis, Deca, ten cities. He's like, no, no, no. These cities are going to know we're not living generational anymore. Things are going to break in Jesus' mighty name. Not only that, Decapolis, those were the cities that the disciples fled to after the persecution of Stephen. So God was saying, I'm setting this up. I'm getting this all figured out. Not only are you going to be set free, you who had legions or many, but there's people that are going to find refuge in your freedom. How beautiful is that? Can I tell you, your freedom has more to do with this city more to do with your family, more to do with this region and what God is doing around here. It has to do with you, yes, but it has more to do with what God is doing in and around this city. Come on, do you believe that this morning? So I want to share with you one more passage, and then we're going to close. I want you to stand to your feet. And Jackson, you're, you're going to stay up here, brother. So she can take that back. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, 
They have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. It's about time that you stop bending the knee to that voice in your head that says, this is all you'll ever be. You got a new name last week. You got to get a new mind this week. And this is the revelation that I want. I don't want you to think harder and think purer thoughts. The Bible says whatever's pure, think of such things. I want you to get a revelation of who our God is. I am a chain breaker. Not a chain snipper. Does that mean is that Jackson going to come up here and he's going he's to pull that? No, it didn't say Jackson was a chain breaker. Here, put some tension on it. Right? Here, kind of put it down on that a little bit. Hold your hand down. Just like that. He says, I am a chain breaker. So no matter how hard you try to pull at it, it ain't going to work. Well, you're not supposed to do it. You've got to realize that God hates this more than you do. That God has like a side of him. I'm tired of the pretty little like, okay, little like Jesus just sitting blue-eyed like, oh, come up to me. Like he's like that, but he's also flipping table, Jesus. Like he's also like, I'm going to rob death, hell, and the grave, Jesus. I'm going to step in the middle of your life and turn it around in a moment, Jesus. He's like, I know you're on your deathbed. I know you're about to kill yourself, but I'm going to step in in a moment, and I am a chain breaker. I'm going to break that off in Jesus' name. you got to know who your father is. He's saying it's about time that you let me break that. So what do you got to do? you got to take this chain. you got to lay it on the altar. Say, God, I can't do this anymore. I've been trying so hard, God, and I haven't seen anything change. A lot of you have been trying. I got to that point. I said, God, I'm done. I've tried. I can't do this anymore. God, I'm done. I was ready to take my life. And you know what happened? In that moment, God stepped in, and he said, son, give me one more chance. I heard that, and I was like, whoa, what was that? I felt it, and I didn't know what was happening in the spiritual realm. I didn't know what God was doing, but you know what he was doing? He was breaking the chains. He wasn't stepping in with a little snippet. He wasn't telling me, Jesse, you couldn't pull that no matter how he charged. I need you to know that God's a chain breaker. This is what he did. He stepped aside and he said, my son, my daughter has been bound too long. I am a chain breaker. I am a chain breaker. I am a chain breaker. And he'll break it off you in Jesus' name. Come on, how many y'all thankful that we have a God? That is breaking chains off in Jesus' name. Come on, let's lift up our hands today. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If this message encouraged you, help us get the word out. Consider sharing it with a friend, rating, or subscribing. If you want to know more about our church, check out our website at mycitychurch.cc or our Instagram at mycitycentral. We look forward to sharing another encouraging word with you next week. God bless.